Hey, everybody, it's in the Charlie Kirk Show. Ken Cuccinelli joins the program as we talk about the open border catastrophe that we have occurring in our country. Uh, he is uniquely positioned to talk about it, and he does. He does a great job. And also, Chris Pavlosky from Rumble, hot as a pistol. You'll enjoy it. Email us, as always, freedom at charliekirk.com, and subscribe to our podcast and become a member at charliekirk.com. Click on the Members tab. Buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Noble Gold Investments is the official gold sponsor of The Charlie Kirk Show a company that specializes in gold IRAs and physical delivery of precious metals. Learn how you could protect your wealth with Noble Gold Investments at noblegoldinvestments.com. That is noblegoldinvestments.com. It's where I buy all of my gold. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. There is an alternative economy that is building, and it is building, and there's some huge announcements I mean, this stock is as hot as a pistol. I don't do investment advice, but it's really something to see. And it is really amazing. Rumble.com, R-U-M-B-L-E.com. And joining us now is the man behind Rumble. We do a weekly show on Rumble, and we're streaming live right now on Rumble, Chris. Uh, it's Chris Pavlosky. We have 10,000 concurrents on Rumble, and depends on when we're broadcasting. But sometimes, Chris, we have the number one stream on Rumble, and tonight we're going to do some big numbers. Chris, welcome to the program. Charlie, thanks for having me on. Glad to be here. Chris, you've done a really great job running Rumble and starting it. Just give some backstory, then let's get into some of the very, very exciting news. You bet. You bet. So I started uh, Rumble back in 2013 on the premise of helping the small creators. We started to notice that the incumbent platforms like YouTube uh, were starting to really preference their big channels, big influencers, big corporations. So we came in and said, hey, we're going to start helping the small creators. Um, fast forward to 2020, late 2020, um, you had Congressman Devin Nunes join the platform uh, on Rumble. And within two to three months, he had about two to 300,000 subscribers on Rumble, whereas on YouTube, he had only 10,000. So think about that. An elected member of Congress in the United, uh, that's sitting, as I think at the time, as the chairman of the House Intel Committee, only had 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, but comes to Rumble and picks up two to 300,000 in only a few months. So once that happened, um, the floodgates opened up. Dan Bongino came on, you came on, and a ton of creators came on, taking Rumble to the, to the next level. And that brings us to today. We're now a public company trading on the NASDAQ under ticker RUM. And, uh, you know, we've just announced some huge news here and yesterday, and uh, we're, we're kind of seeing the benefits of that. So the, the stock is just going up like crazy. And I hope everyone understands there's finally a competitor against YouTube. Chris, we don't even stream anymore on YouTube, except for some exceptions we might tonight because of the New Hampshire thing. But largely, we don't stream at all. We're all rumble all the time. And the traffic is incredible. And the app, I'm sure, is on fire. I mean, the user base, I know that you'll be making some announcements and some big things. Um, I don't want to put you in a spot there, but talk about the announcements. You, you said something with Barstool. And I mean, again, the stock is up like 75% in the last couple of days. 
which is just amazing, which is a big deal, everybody, because the way that traditionally, you know, SPACs have, there's a lot, there's a technical thing, D-SPAC and people sell and you, you know, you're going down, going down. But the fact that you've been able to really go up is to defy gravity against the short sellers in particular. There were a lot of these short sellers and they have to cover right now and they're not very happy. So what's the big announcement, Chris? What's been going on the last couple of days? You guys are one of more volume being traded on the Rumble stock than Apple and Amazon. Yeah, it's uh, it's been crazy. So yesterday we announced, yesterday uh, morning, we announced that uh, Barstool Sports, all their podcasts, all their contents coming to to Rumble, including Dave Portnoy. Um, and we also announced it's a wide-ranging partnership that's going to help them help us bring brand advertisers to our platform and also utilize our cloud services. So it's, uh, it's very comprehensive um, and it's very important to us. Uh, I was just on Portnoy's show earlier this morning. But the best part about this deal, uh, in my opinion, and I think the biggest part is, is Dave didn't come to us because asking for a ton of money. He came to us uh, wanting more equity than he did cash, like majority equity than he did cash. So having Dave, uh, you know, have equity into Rumble and really getting behind Rumble and believing in the long-term vision of this platform was one of the most important things for me. And uh, I'm just super proud to have uh, Barstool Sports on Rumble now. Have Dave, uh, have Dave and Barstool kind of getting behind Rumble. Uh, it's it's the perfect partner and the partner that we need as we're kind of expanding Rumble Sports and getting into different audiences and different demographics. Look, look, Dave has a lot of talent. You know, he's I'm not he's not always my cup of tea, but it, it's undeniable. This guy is a superpower online. He claims he invented the internet or whatever, but I've never seen somebody so popular his ability to go viral. And I'd say fifty percent of the time he says something I agree with, but that's okay. I mean, it's it's about entertainment. So, Chris, what's the vision for Rumble? Because you know, I, I, and can you just riff on the short selling thing? Elon Musk famously back in 2018 had to withstand one of the most aggressive short selling campaigns in history. And he did it. And those short sellers lost billions. In fact, some people's entire firms went under. You have had to withstand, and it's not over yet, but a, a similarly sinister short selling operation. By the way, a different episode for a different time. I don't think short selling should be legal in its current form. I think it's really disastrous to the American economy. These people are awful and they make money off of the suffering of others. In fact, they even manipulate through fake news and all that. Can you riff on that, Chris? I mean, if you can't, that's perfectly fine. I know, but just it's all public. The short sellers, they thought you guys were going down and they've had a really bad week. Yeah. So, you know, in fact, short sellers, in a way, kind of drive me and push me forward in a lot of ways because uh, they're taking bets against me. Um, if they're going to take bets against our 50 million, 58 million active users that reported in the last quarter that we reported, um, they, that's their prerogative. But for me, uh, people when people do things like that, it only drives me far further. It only makes me more hungry. I want to prove them wrong. I'm going to dig in even harder. I'm going to I'm going to work harder, and I'm going to do everything in my power to prove them wrong as much as I possibly can. So, if anything, they're just burning a burning a fire under me and uh, getting and sending me in uh, and sending me into a into a battle that I that I really want to I want to have. I love that. And just so everyone understands, the way that short selling works, for those of you that are uninitiated, you probably live a nicer life than I do because I look at this stuff, unfortunately, is you're betting for the stock to go down. and then, but, but if the stock goes up, you have to do something called cover. And so every time the stock goes up, a short becomes less and less valuable. So the fact that they were shorting right when it was at like 380 a share, and now that it is at uh, 642 a share, they're not doing so yeah. well. So, yeah, riff on that, Chris. Yeah, Charlie, like... they're. 
they're they're betting against me. They're also betting against Dave Portnoy. Yes. They're betting against anybody that's against uh, us. That, that's, that's we're all trying to drive this company forward. Yes, they're betting against us. They, they're betting against you too. All of us together. So if that's their prerogative, like the let's 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 prove them wrong. That's my goal. I will try my best to prove them wrong. And I will fight harder than than anyone else out there. And I, I just want to broaden this a little bit, everybody. We've been bragging on Rumble for quite some time that Rumble is the vessel for free speech. And so when I started to see these shorts, I was a little bit nervous, not for the long-term viability of the company, but it could make the liquidity issues and you can make just confidence in all this. And they were trying to short the free speech movement. I hope everyone understands that. And they're going to be back. Chris, you know that. They're like, oh, this is just a sugar high. They'll be back. These serpents and these snakes that have nothing better to do. Imagine if your life is just sitting on a computer wishing for companies to fail. I think these people are disgusting. Like, go build something, okay? But it's re- can you talk about the long-term vision of Rumble and kind of the, the, philo- the philosophy that is driving this wonderful company? You bet. So Rumble is uh, one of the core differences between Rumble and YouTube. And I think this core difference is actually the most important difference is that it Rumble's driven by authenticity. So when you're on YouTube, you're worried about the algorithm. You're worried about saying certain things. You're worried about getting banned. You're worried about all different types of factors when you're creating your content. On Rumble, there is no, there, there is nothing holding you back. You're purely authentic on Rumble. And I think that uh, creates the best content and uh, creates the best video platform and streaming platform. In, in addition to that, um, we're now at a stage where we're starting to innovate. We just launched the Rumble Studio today. And I think that's going to change the live streaming game uh, in a massive way. So typically, you know, live streams and videos make money from commercials. But what we're going to be introducing is the ability for endorsements and sponsorships to be able to bid on live streams in real time uh, for creators. So think of you going live and a notification pops up from a, a huge brand or any brand out there and says, hey, read this for $500. You read it as a live streamer and a creator. And that money goes straight into your account. That's what we're doing. We filed a patent for this in the last over the weekend, and uh, it, it's the our very first patent, and it's a, our first move at really innovating and changing the live stream and video game. On the flip side, we also have built our infrastructure, um, and we are going to be uh, and we're anticipating to launch the Rumble Cloud by the end of this quarter, which is uh, going to compete directly with Amazon AWS. So I'm like super excited for the prospects of this business both on the video side and the cloud side. And I can't wait to all these products roll out by the end of the quarter. I, I just, I have to do this because of all the laws. I, I own Rumble stock. I'm not recommending people to own it. Just want to make sure all the disclosures are out there. I'm a believer. I love Rumble. I was an early investor in it and I still own the stock. And just so everyone knows that, you know, any sort of conflict of interest, everybody in the audience, you make your own decision. But I will say this, download the app. Download the app. Chris, thank you so much. Charlie, thank you for having me. Always. Hey, everybody. Charlie Kirk here. If you're looking for a reliable and clear way to have voice and text communication to any number from anywhere in the world, you need a satellite phone, and no one does it better than the satellite phone store. Just go to sat123.com. Check out sat, sat123.com. There is no tracking. No one can listen in on your phone calls. And the most secure way to communicate is from satellite phone to satellite phone. Even the U.S. military uses satellite phones. And you'll never get an advertisement from any other company because everything you do with the satellite phone will be 100% private. In America this year, only 5% of the island in Maui burned, but 95% of the island lost its power and cell service. 
Even the 911 emergency service was down because they had no access to satellite communication backup. Be ready. Prepare your family with power and communication. Go to sat123.com. Get a free sat phone for a free 15-month agreement, a $1,200 value. Safety and security are just a click away. Let's go to sat123.com for affordable individual family plans or call 855-980-5830. Today is the New Hampshire primary. We might cut actually to Donald Trump live from New Hampshire. He's going to be doing a press gaggle. So tonight, we're going to find out the voting happens all day. So it's different than an Iowa caucus. It's a traditional one-day primary. In fact, it opened up uh, last night. They do this thing where it's right at midnight. They open it up at this resort town in New Hampshire. And Nikki Haley won all six votes. Now, it's not a great indicator. Back in 2016, Kasich won two votes. I think Trump won three votes. But who knows? This could end up being closer than we think. Okay, let's go to the Donald Trump press gaggle right now, please. It's fair. <laughs> okay. This is, we just stopped here. We stopped at a polling site. We picked it at random. We may stop at one more. And uh, nobody knew we were coming. This is pretty amazing. Mr. President, what is the wind staying in through Super Tuesday? I don't care. Is she a threat to you? No, no. She, and I don't care if she stays in. Let her do whatever she wants. It doesn't matter. I can just say that there's never been a movement like this. Make America great again. In the history of our country, I just stopped here and I figured I'd see three or four people and maybe walk inside. And you see a crowd like this? And this is... This is this is organic. How are you would you consider DeSantis yet? Yeah, I don't want to comment on that. Would you consider DeSantis as your VP? Would I consider Would you ever consider DeSantis your VP? I just can't comment on that. What's worse? What's worse, President? You think it's going to go in her favor at all? I think it hurts her, actually. I think it's going to hurt her. Probably have a big loss today, but who knows? But you know, in the next state is Nevada, where I have 100%, because they all pulled out when they looked at the poll. So I have 100%, a lot of delegates, big state. And then I go to South Carolina, and I'm beating her by 60 points. So uh, I just don't know. I mean, that's up to her. I'm not, I would never ask anybody to pull out. I didn't ask Ron to pull out. I didn't ask Vivek to pull out. Nobody. But we have great support, and most of the people that pulled out have already supported me. So it's actually quite nice. But I'm very honored by this. You know, we expected to come here, and who would think you'd have a crowd like this? this is, Thank you, everybody. President, President Trump, what? President, President Trump, what's your message? What's your message to the American people on the injustice that you're experiencing and the big concern that the election they, they try to steal it again in 2024? How can people help you stop that? I very, I very much appreciate that question because it's a very important question, more important than most people would understand. Uh, we have to make sure we have honest, fair, and free elections and strong borders. If we don't have borders and elections, we don't have a country. And you see what's going on with the border. There's never been anything on the border. Millions and millions of people are pouring into our country illegally. And many come from prisons. They come from jails. Uh, they're terrorists. Uh, nobody's ever seen it. They come from, by the way, I, I saw a report this morning. They're coming in from mental institutions all over the world. They're pouring in. And it makes sense. Why would a, somebody running a country where it costs so much money, why would they keep the people? They're dumping them into our country. Mental institutions, jails and prisons, they're coming into our country. And a lot of terrorists are coming in. This is really bad. I heard somebody yesterday say 100% happened to be Sean Hannity. Did you ever hear of Sean Hannity? He said 100% certain that there'll be some horrible acts 
terror acts. And that's the answer. It's 100 percent. It's 100 percent. The people coming into our country, it's 100 percent certain. And we have to have fair elections. Thank you for that. The northern border is bad too. It's getting bad. I mean, it's getting bad. But now it's it's lightening up because it's so easy that I have to come here. It, it is, you have to watch both borders, mm-hmm. and you have to watch fly-ins. You have to watch everything. Mm-hmm. But the southern border is like nobody's ever seen. But the northern border is bad too. Mm-hmm. They have done a terrible job. This is one of the worst things. I believe it's one of the worst tragedies ever to befall our country. I really do. I think it's one of the great tragedies in the history of our country, what Mm -hmm. they've done. Either they're very stupid, which I don't believe they are, or they hate our country. It's very simple. It can be nothing else. They're very stupid, or they hate our country. To allow millions of people to come into our country totally unchecked, totally unvetted, uh, it's, it's not even believable. And it's the biggest issue now. You know, the economy was big and inflation was it's all big. But this, I, I think the border issue now is the biggest. We had the greatest border, the safest border of in recorded history. In recorded history. And that was three years ago. Now we have the worst. The worst. I think we have the worst border anywhere in the world. I don't think any country, a third world country, never had a border like this. For people that might not have their mind made up tonight or today going to those polls, they might be deciding between you and Nikki Haley. So what would you want to tell those voters? Look, if they want a great country, if they want a country where we say, make America great again, there's nothing like it. Make America great again. That's all you have to say. I'm going to analyze this. He's in fighting form. This is a guy that's ready to win a general election. I'm going to he's exactly on message. 100% on message. Excellent. Hey, everybody. I know interest rates are not what they were a couple years ago, but I want to give you my perspective. Did you know in 1971, the interest rate for a mortgage was 7.33%? If you waited for the interest rate to go down, you would not have purchased a home until 1993. Renting for 22 years while you waited. In the meantime, the value of real estate quadrupled. Don't wait to buy real estate. Marry the house, not the rate. You could always refinance everybody. Take advantage of the slower market now, and you can, again, refinance when rates go down. Once rates start dropping, the frenzy will start all over again. My friends, Andrew Del Rey and Tadavakian are amazing. And they recently helped me with a purchase and they could help you too. They've been amazing to work with. I can't say enough good things about Andrew Del Rey and Tadavakian. 888-888-1172 or go to andrewandtod.com. That's andrewandtod.com. Look, if you are Gen Z or millennial, you have a little bit of money put aside, it might be the best opportunity to go to andrewandtod.com and Buy a home, get in the market. Once you're in the buyer's game, you must never leave the buyer game. And again, I encourage you guys to check it out right now. Interest rates, they're signaling that they're going to go down, but don't wait. The price of real estate very well might continue to go up. Go to andrewandtodd.com, andrewandtodd.com. Joining us now is Ken Cuccinelli. Uh, Ken uh, ran a lot of the border and immigration stuff under Donald Trump. He's here to react to the Supreme Court's decision. Uh, Ken, welcome to the program. Walk us through the invasion clause and how we have reached a point where the U.S. Supreme Court is siding with the American government that says we shall have no border. Yeah, so the invasion clause or self-defense clause is in the very last paragraph of Article 1. And I'd urge the people watching and listening to you and I to Pull up the Constitution and read it yourself. Article 1, Section 10, there are three paragraphs. It's in the last paragraph. And this is 
You've probably heard it called the compacts clause. This is the paragraph that lists all the things that states are not allowed to do without Congress's permission. One of them, not surprisingly, is wage war. But that one has an exception for states when they are actually invaded. When they're actually invaded, they can protect themselves. And that's what Texas is doing. But it's not quite that simple, Charlie, because Texas to this day is reluctant to fully embrace the self-defense rights that it retained as a state under Article 1, Section 10. Now, I get that people are uncomfortable with the notion of using war powers. That doesn't mean rolling tanks and planes into Mexico and bombing bridges. It simply means using those powers, in this case, at a very low level of force. You just stop people and physically bring them back and put them into Mexico. Texas has so far refused to put people back into Mexico. They're trying to block people from getting in. But until they do that and and illegal invaders know they can't get into Texas, then they will keep coming to Texas, especially with a federal government that's doing everything that can to break them in. So I was disappointed to see the Supreme Court ruling. I will tell you, as you know, I'm a senior fellow at the Center for Renewing America. We filed an amicus brief today in the underlying Fifth Circuit case uh, that is still addressing this question. Uh, There was no opinion issued by the Supreme Court yesterday. They simply, uh, so effectively, they just said, no, uh, we're uh, lifting the ban on the federal government taking action, in this case, cutting razor wire, um, until the case is heard. Uh, To say... We're not dead yet. Uh, It would be an understatement. But now is the time for Texas to really step up and embrace its constitutional authority to defend itself. So so what does that look like? There for exactly this reason. Sorry, let let me interject for a second here. What does that look like? Does that mean they should just ignore whatever the Supreme Court did yesterday? Is that what you're recommending? Uh, Well, so yesterday just allows the Border Patrol to cut razor wire. It doesn't say anything about Texas authorities under the authority of the governor. He's the commander in chief of that state's forces returning people who are invading that country back to Mexico. The only exception to what I'm saying is that the 12 land ports of entry, these are the 12 places on the Texas-Mexico border that you can legally cross into the United States from Mexico. Other than those 12 spots, Texas ought to block people from entering anywhere else. And if they do, Texas, without asking permission of Congress or the federal government, should take them back into Mexico. Texas owns boats, take them back across, drop them off. Um, Once this happens reliably, even Mexico will get into the game of stopping people from coming because they're not going to end up in the United States. They're going to end up in Mexico. So that, yeah, that's, that's clarifying, Ken. I I want to, I want to just speak more broadly. You've been covering the border. You're a border expert. Has there ever been a point in American history where the federal government actively undermines what is obviously in the immediate interest of the country and then goes to court to defend it? I I'm failing to find any example in the last century where it's something this grotesque? 
So certainly nothing this grotesque. Um, the closest thing you could find to it would be the Obama administration, things like the DACA program. Sure. But this is worse, though. This is worse than I mean, it is worse. That's, yeah. that, the Obama administration looks like a warm up here. Yes. And um, this is an active effort. What you and I look at the border and we see a disaster. But what people need to realize is this is intentional policy by Joe Biden. It's why he nominated Alejandro Mayorkas to be the secretary of Homeland Security, because Alejandro Mayorkas is an open borders radical. He is doing what he believes. Now, Border Patrol agents believe they should execute their mission. ICE agents believe they should deport people who are here illegally. And their own administration is stopping them from doing their job and performing their mission. Charlie, one of the things that hasn't been reported on very much, and I encountered it on Christmas Day of all things, is the higher suicide rates at the in the border patrol because of how their how low their morale is. I had two CBP employees come up to me in church on Christmas to tell me about this and to lament it. And I, you know, I told them that I and others are praying for them and, and for their colleagues. Uh, these are folks who want to protect you and me and America, and they're being stopped from doing that by Joe Biden and Alejandro Mayorkas. Yeah. And so let's get together a battle plan. One of the ways that I read the Amy Coney Barrett disappointment decision is the presidency matters more than ever before. And honestly, I don't want it that way. I don't want it where the entire civilization is dependent on the outcome of a presidential election because the will of the people is actually telling us, hey, we want red state AGs and red state legislature. So it's just, you shouldn't have just a executive one election that determines something so broadly so I, I think that's really upsetting, honestly. And it just like, it's, can you comment on that? The civilization shouldn't survive or die based on who wins the electoral college. So, Charlie, that's a that's a very deep observation. I certainly agree with it. Um, years ago, uh, when I was attorney general of Virginia, my communications director, Brian Gottstein, who's now at the Heritage Foundation, um, he made a really good point to me. He said, look, you know, we talk about how People fight like over these government races, like it's life and death, because it is. I know it's sad. It, it, it shouldn't, shouldn't be this be way. way. I know but it shouldn't be that way. Well, so there's a solution, and that is to strip government. Of course, this will have to happen by elected officials of much of its power. A balanced budget requirement would do a lot of this because it would reduce the power of the government. There wouldn't be as much to fight over. It would We would be left to ourselves as Americans, and we do better than anybody else in the world when we're unleashed and on our own to succeed, not just for ourselves, but to better the world around us. So you're absolutely right about that. Um, what we're seeing here is a symptom of that. Um, but until we are required to balance the budget and until we're committed to a smaller government, uh, it's going to be it's going to be hard to get there. I want to play this piece of tape here. I just saw it today. Apparently it was going viral yesterday, but I'm guessing our audience hasn't hasn't fully saturated our audience yet. This is a Middle Eastern man bragging into a camera on the southern border saying, and I want to make sure I get the wording, something to the effect of you will know my name. Everyone will know my name. And again, that speculation doesn't like he's talking as if he's going to go shoot up a school or blow up a hospital. God forbid. Play cut 50. You are smart enough, you will know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. 
but soon you're gonna know who I am. Very wow, easy. very easy. The, the entitlement, the entitlement. No, believe me, I'm much better than that. The entitlement, guys. Wow. This is a Middle Eastern man saying in a heavy Arabic or Farsi-filled accent, soon you will know who I am. He's not some poor Lupita Manana from Honduras. This is a guy from the Middle East, fighting age male. I mean, you have to wonder, is this guy taking pilot lessons? I don't know. I mean, what is this guy doing? So Ken, he probably got a cell phone, cash, and a ticket to the interior of the United States. So absolutely all paid for courtesy of Joe Biden. But God help you if you try to get out of a war zone and get the government to help you do that. Um, Look at Gaza. Uh, It's 17 years since Gaza has, the Gazans have been running Gaza. The entire 17 years, they didn't perform virtually any government services. Every dollar they got, every bit of humanitarian aid they got went into preparing for the terrorist attack on Israel that we saw on October 7th. That was 17 years. We are going to be paying the price for people like that coming across our border for decades to come. And the worst ones of all, undoubtedly, are the ones that aren't in the numbers and aren't even spotted as gotaways because they're, you know, you don't worry as much about the stupid ones as you do about the smart ones. And, um, and we have a lot to contend with. We will never for decades flush these security threats out of our system. I mean, that's just the reality of what Joe Biden is doing to America. And realize their goal is to undermine America, to undermine our sovereignty. No, of course, to destroy it all. people who have control of the left in this agenda loathe what America stands for, and they are attempting to erase it. And erasing the border and is replace one us. part of that. That's right. They're, they're actively replacing us, and we must say that repeatedly and clearly. I said, quote, there's a border invasion, and native-born Americans, you better buy weapons, everybody, have a lot of guns at your disposal. I don't like talking that way. But when I see Middle Eastern men saying, you're going to know me, everyone's going to know me, you better have an AR-15 at your disposal in your home, because this is not playtime. Playtime is over. Hey, everybody, Charlie Kirk here. Mike Lindell and MyPillow employees want to thank my listeners for all your continued support. To thank you, they're having an overstock clearance sale right now for the best prices ever when you use promo code Kirk and you get free shipping on your entire order. Get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0 and the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived and won't last long. Get six-pack towel sets for only $29.98 and take advantage of the free shipping on larger items like mattresses and mattress toppers. The 100% made in USA on sale for as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale from the brand new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the, as the bath towels that actually absorb dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, and so much more. To get the best specials ever, go to MyPillow.com or call 800-875-0425. Use promo code Kirk and get free shipping on your entire order. So call 800-875-0425 or go to MyPillow.com, promo code Kirk. That is MyPillow.com, promo code Kirk. I think so highly of Mike Lindell. He's a great patriot. He's a terrific person. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code Kirk. Ken, can you riff on the NGOs, the outside organizations that are facilitating this? specifically Catholic charities and making money off of it. Um, so th- they essentially in the guise of charity, they take money from the government that pays them to house or resettle. There's a whole variety of things they do and they bypass uh, immigration enforcement. They do all those kinds of things. 
Um, and, and if I could, because I am Catholic and, and the, the Catholic well, that, that's why I asked you. Um, there is a paragraph you hear. I had this thrown at me religiously when I was uh, helping try to tighten up on illegal immigration in the Trump administration. Oh, you know, you're not a good Catholic blah. There is a paragraph in the Catholic catechism that addresses immigration. There is one paragraph and it says two things. One, and I'm, I'm crushing this down for time. Rich nations should be generous in their immigration policies and immigrants should respect the laws and customs of the nations they wish to enter. Well, America is the most generous country on the planet when it comes to legal immigration. Um, we have been for a long, long time. But none of the people we're talking about when we're talking about the invasion of Texas, which is just one part of the invasion of our southern border, they're not respecting the laws or customs of this country. So People who want to take a religious view of it, I, I know everybody watching isn't Catholic. I invite you to become Catholic. Um, I'm happy to chat with you about that. But um, we're not crazy, and the faith applied in the world correctly isn't crazy. Um, and uh, and America, frankly, fits with it, even while these NGOs are being attacked, and you have the I'm sorry are facilitating the attack on our country. And they're facilitating people violating our laws and our customs, and they're being paid by the Biden administration to do it. And they're being paid handsomely, frankly. Uh, one of the counters to this you're starting to see, um, and they're doing this in Florida, uh, Texas, they're looking at licensing these entities insofar as they're trafficking in children, for example, they don't let them house children. You have to be licensed in the state to do that. So they're using state licensing and oversight to um, interdict what amounts to government-sponsored human trafficking uh, by the NGOs. So this is a very complicated level of this contest. I appreciate you bringing it up. People should be aware of it. Um, and there is a big difference between being the most generous nation in the world, which America is and continues to be, and being um, moronically accepting of people violating our laws by the millions and staying outside of our legal system. And we have a party, the Democrat Party, that see believes they get political advantage of this. I don't believe they do. Republicans are doing better and better, for example, with Hispanic voters who make up the vast majority of this illegal flow. Um, so there isn't necessarily political advantage to the Democrats, but they ideologically believe there is. And so they press ahead because truth is no impediment to these people. Well, but, I, but it's also important people, to remember, Ken. And they don't care about the harm. Well, yeah, I mean, it's demographic replacement, but also this is not just Middle This is Middle Eastern people. This is all over the world. And, the and, world. and those people vote way, way left. Yeah, I mean, you have people from Azerbaijan and Kazakhstan and from China, and this is not just a Honduras-Guatemalan thing. We are the dumping ground of the planet. The entire planet is sending their trash and to America, and we have to take it because, oh, you know, diversity is our strength. Yeah, so Venezuela is doing that. You'll remember the Mariel boat lift in Cuba yes. where because Jimmy Carter, <laughs> one of the worst presidents we've ever had, was willing to accept anybody – hitting Florida, 
Castro emptied his jails into Florida. And we suffered for that for, for decades. Well, Venezuela is doing the same thing now. And, um, and, and you can bet that other countries are as well. They're happy to let their refuse roll our way. And it is a highway for gangs, MS-13, for example, and the most vicious evil people in the Western yes. hemisphere. They, the they, don't mean, they don't mean well. This is not some sort of, no. you know, oh, this wonderful, they are coming and they're going to commit crimes and there very well might be sleeper cells in a neighborhood near you, brought to you by Joe Biden. Ken, great job. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Good to be with you. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Email us, as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Thanks so much for listening. And God bless. For more on many of these stories and news you can trust, go to charliekirk.com.